Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment. You can sign up for my patron site. You can purchase a virtual cup of coffee or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. Here we are on the 14th of April, looking out the window and it's just now becoming sunrise. The 50 mile an hour wind gusts of yesterday seem to have slowed down and yeah, there's snow on the ground. We always get snow in April, but I'm always disappointed every year thinking maybe we'll get through the month without snow. It's not much snow, not, not like what Marquette got. They got couple feet of snow but here in northern Michigan um, it's only a couple I don't know dusting of inch or so and supposed to be dusting for the next couple of days my perennials will survive they've started to come up I raked the flower beds out on the weekend when it was sunny and we didn't get all the leaves raked up though because the ground is so wet so hopefully over the next few weeks this will warm up and dry out and I can start seeing the spring flowers. Yes, my spring flowers haven't even started. The tulips are a couple of inches tall. The plants just, they'll just stop growing until it warms up. And um, the fairy gardens are already prepped and ready for some a little renovation this year. When we warm up, uh, we're going to have to do a little bit of changing around just because the raised flower beds, a couple of them are in bad shape. In fact, um, some of them aren't really fairy gardens. Those are kind of nursery beds. We're going to eliminate them and really focus on a couple of raised beds that I have for the fairy gardens and make more room for chairs on the patio to enjoy them. So that'll all happen bit by bit by bit over the summer and when we need if we need to replace anything we're going to wait until the um, social distancing is over and we can go to one of the stores and buy the things that we need we've got plenty of plants i don't need that I've got plenty of fairy garden um, houses and castles and things like that it's just a matter of spring i get antsy and i want to get out there and have the garden all be ready we could use a little mulch in the back too, but I'm not sure we're going to do that. It's all going to depend on how the economy uh, swings back. My husband has been has not been working tons of hours. Um, he usually gets um, overtime where he works, and now we're barely squeaking 30 hours a week, but that's okay. It's only been a few weeks, and we're going to make it all right. And, you know, the biggest thing is, you're, you know, everyone's doing the right thing and following whatever their recommendations are for their area as far as um, being self-isolating and you know, businesses you know they're 
um, not essential. They're not getting um, things delivered to them. So that's what my husband does. So when it opens up, it's going to be gangbusters. I just know it. And he'll be working overtime again. And so, you know, actually, when this happens every year, it just has been a little bit longer than usual over the course of the winter and spring. I t- keep telling him, don't worry about it and take this as a chance to recuperate, um, to get your body rested up because you know it's going to get really busy again. So what have I been doing um, besides looking out the windows and wishing this snow would go away? We, we were close last week. There was no snow in the yard and just a remnant of snow mountain and the parking lot. But actually, I've been working from home. I probably will till the end of the month. Um, then after that, we'll see what the recommendations are. You know, so I've been home a lot and I thought that that would be horrible and it's turned out it's not. Um, I think this will be fine when I retire. You know, I have a lot of work to do. Even if I wasn't working from home, I have a lot of work in quilting and crafting to do. Got to have a hobby, I think, to survive some of these rough patches in life, and this has been a most interesting time. So I'll be honest, I've been focusing all of my energy on the tough stuff, yeah, yeah, doing crafts that are hard um, because it takes all my mental energy to focus on it. And then I don't have time to let my mind wander and think about things that are upsetting or anxiety provoking. And it's not a way of avoiding that because believe me, I have plenty of time to think about those things throughout the day. But I've been doing the tough stuff. Well, what is the tough stuff, you say? Well, if you remember last podcast, I started a Dear Jane quilt because it's been on my list for probably 15 years or more to do. And I thought, there's no better time than the present. I have a lot of time on my hands, being home on the weekends and after work and before work. And yep, I have been doing the tough stuff. And I'm going to tell you that Dear Jane is living up to its reputation of being a challenge quilt for me. It's been hard. It's had a couple of tiny little appliques and it has a lot of paper piecing. I'm going to tell you right now, applique is hard for me, but little applique isn't so bad. So I've got 13 blocks into this and I had to take a break because the next couple of blocks are going to take all of my all of my skills to do unless I find a way to redraft them in doing them a little bit differently. But I'm using the Susan Gatewood um, electric quilt Dear Jane patterns that are free. Um, She's also had a couple of other um, quilts in there like the farmer's wife and things like that. But yeah, the 13 blocks, they were hard work they're a little fiddly, but um, I'm really pleased with the results. So it's it's done its job. I'm using fabric that I've been hoarding since I went to Paducah, which is a um, William Morris reproduction. William Morris, um, he made a big movement in the craftsman movement early in the 1900s. So these are reproduction fabrics, but they're in bright colors. And that's what I like about it. I think it's a Barbara Brackman pattern and she was inspired by that but I am all about the craftsman movement I totally love it and it's just 
I don't know. It's got just enough old and enough modern in it that really appeals to me. So this quilt, I'm going to use all of those up as long as I can and then keep adding fabrics that are inspired by that particular color palette and that particular pattern. So 13 blocks, 13's a charm, right? It's been tough, um, but I've been learning a lot. And I think, you know, lots of people are learning new things during this time of quarantine or self-isolation. I can't learn new, new things, but I am expanding upon the things that I have been working on or skills that I have and working on challenges that way. The other thing that I have been working on is with the Dear Jane, I have taken a, a break on all of the sewing. I was doing a lot of masks. I think I've met the need of the masks that I've been working on. So that's, I push pause on that because I found it really hard and depressing and anxiety provoking. And then all I did was think about the coronavirus when I was making the masks, but I think we got masks to all the people that need them. All the departments where I work, um, I have cloth masks flooded throughout all of the area and the employees I think all have masks and the people in the foster care homes have masks and I think we're doing well. So I decided the next project I need to work on is the things that I in quilting don't like doing. I have always disliked it and I continue to dislike binding quilts. I had four or five and you know most when I say that it sounds like a lot but a bunch of them were little mini wall hangings or table runners and two are pretty good sized quilts. I am on the fourth one so there's one more the pineapple quilt which is pretty good sized. I'm terrible at binding. I don't enjoy it. I don't mind prepping it and making the binding. And I decided since these are not going to be show quality quilts, I am not doing the bias joins, the bias seams, because it's just plain and simply, I don't understand the 100% on the concept of joining them at 45. I know it reduces bulk in the seams. Um, but with today's sewing machines, I'm just sewing them on the top and then flipping them over and whip stitching them down. I also have learned that I need to use a quilting thread. I can't use a sewing thread or the bindings just rip apart. So, you know, I have a white quilting thread and on one quilt, it doesn't look fantastic because the binding is black, but it's for me. Who cares? It's not a show quilt. Done is better than perfect. That has been my theme for a while. Done is better than perfect because the OCD perfect switch can get flipped in times where I feel stressed and working on a Dear Jane because, oh my gosh, they are so not perfect. As well as working on bindings. I miter the corners. Be proud. Clap, clap, clap. Yay! I miter the corners. They're not rounded, which has been my cheat in the past. But I'm doing the easy join of the beginning and the end straight on. I'm cutting them straight on grain of fabric and I'm sewing them straight on. I thought, you know what, done is better than perfect and I'm not so sure. I really like the um, those 45 degree angle joints. There, that's what that word I was looking for. So lessons learned from doing the difficult things that sometimes... You just got to do things the way 
you want to do them, even if it isn't, quote, the right way or the best way. Because, you know, done is better than perfect sometimes. You know, same with house cleaning. I mean, sometimes done is better than perfect, right? You know, I don't need to take everything off the counter or the shelves and dust them every day. I don't need to have it all perfectly cleaned. I don't even, I'm telling you, I don't even swabble the doorknobs and all that stuff a lot because I'm home most of the time. You know, when my husband comes in and out, then I may do that. But done is better than perfect. Same with the bindings. They're on. They are relatively straight. The corners are mitered. They look pretty good. Now, tips that I got from my friend that a lot of people don't like is I cut them wider because when I have a skinnier binding, I tend to get a wobbly look on the outside because, you know, maybe the quilt's a little wobbly and it just emphasizes it. It's not as full of a binding, but I cut them at two and three quarters and I can deal with it. My fingers don't hurt so much by wrestling the binding and I can use a wonder clip as I only use one and clip it down as I go and it holds. So bindings, yeah, you just also sometimes you just got to jump in with both feet and just do it. Oh, I don't like doing them. And I've been chopping it up into little steps. Did you get what I did there? Yeah, I cut the strips out one day. I sewed them together and pressed it another day. And then the next day I sewed them. And, and in the case of the last quilt, it took two or three t different sewing sessions um, to finish it. You know, 10 or 15 minutes. I, I get tired of it, get frustrated with it. I had to join it when I wasn't tired. And in the next day last night, I got the the last side sewn. I went through and checked all the corners, make sure all the edges were caught. Um, of course, you know, it never fails, right? When you're binding a quilt, where does the last stitch usually end? At a join, right? Uh, so I ripped it up a little bit higher on the side that I sewed it because I left a generous tail at the beginning. I learned that. Cut it way longer than you think and have generous tails so that I could cut it so I wasn't trying to join at a seam or near the seam. So that, that was a lesson. But doing the difficult things. It's been all right to do that kind of stuff for me. Some people like to um, do things that are more easy and during difficult times, and that's okay too. But for me to keep myself occupied, to keep my brain engaged and moving forward, the Dear Jane has been the thing because it's been rough. It's taken a lot of research and asking questions. The binding has been perfect because the sewing is on a finishing stage of the things I've been putting off and I'm almost done with that. So then it leads me to what am I going to do while in between the dear Janes while I'm still in self-quarantine. Are you kidding, girl? I got so many things to do. I do. I have so many things. How can you not have so many things when you are a lifelong creative person? I've got cricket stuff. I've got quilts. I've got a um, kin kinship quilt from last year that I started and only did some of the blocks. I think she's going to redo the quilt along this summer, but I could get working on that too. I have a t-shirt quilt for graduation that I have been working on. Um, yeah, I've got a lot. I've got a couple of quilts in the two quilt category and I found some batting so I can get working on that. 
I could go on and on and on. Oh, I'm still knitting that cowl. I'm getting to about the three quarter mark. Remember, it's just a seed stitch cowl that I bought with the Alda yarn. It's cranberry. I'm going to make it long enough to be a cowl with a twist in it. I have a couple cute little buttons and screw on buttons that look nice with it. I've got my hand stitch hexagons that I'm joining together. See the list goes on. Oh, plus I have hexagons cut out from the B swap last summer that they're all prepped and ready to go. So who can run out of things to do? Plus there's so many free things out there, free classes, free offerings from all of my favorite people. I think Blueprint still has some free classes going on. There's people who have got tons and tons of great ideas. In fact, there's so much out there that it would be more than I could do in a year. But I don't have the energy to do it, even though I have the time. And that's been very frustrating to me since we've been home on the self-isolation. I'm like, why don't I have the energy to do it? Why? This should be a time of high productivity and high of a high, time of getting high energy and high organizations and all of the projects and what I've been doing. You want to know what I've been doing? I have been basically watching a lot of shows on YouTube in between sewing sessions. I can only sew for 15, 20 minutes and then my hip is tired, my fingers and neck get tired and I take a break and come back. We discovered that all of the BBC's show called Time Team is on YouTube. And some is in really good definition. Some are a little older and grainy. The show started in the late 90s. I believe it was on for at least 20 seasons. And it still may be on for all I know. I absolutely adore that show. It was like finding an old friend. I love Time Team. It's about archaeology. And the presenter is Tony. And he was... <laughs> in the black adder so he's a british actor so if you do you remember the black adder i never watched it in the 70s and 80s that was a uh, rowan atkinson probably one of his early works but my husband was a huge fan so i've watched the black adder you know when streaming services became available it is pretty funny and um you have to have a certain type of humor to really get it. Um, it. It's kind of in the whole Monty Python type of humor. So it's it's awesome. But Tony is great because he's the presenter on the show. And they have, um, it's a team of archaeologists. And they call it geophysicists, the people who do the ground studies using um, some sort of technology. Even I can't tell you. Um, the newer things are LIDAR. I know that from the new archaeology shows. I love archaeology. I love history. I always wanted to do archaeology. In fact, if I had um, if I had to do whatever my dream was back when my 18-year-old self without any um, restrictions of money or potential of a job, I wanted to do either become a doctor, which, you know, I'm glad I didn't do that in today's realm because I would be exhausted and, and I wouldn't be a good doctor. 
Um, the other thing is, I, you know, I had a dream of being a professional musician. Well, I'm glad I didn't do that because I got arthritis and my hands went to crap. So I couldn't play a stringed instrument. So, you know, that's good. But the third thing that I always wanted to do, which I may wind up in retirement doing is volunteering at some of the archaeological digs around Michigan, is be an archaeologist. You know, as kids, you're like, oh, yeah, I love stones and rocks and history and digging things up. So I love this show. I'm embarrassed to say I have probably watched at least 15 to 20 episodes over the last week. And over the weekend when the weather wasn't good and it was Easter weekend and we grilled steaks and watched Time Team. I love it. They dig in people's backyards and fields. They find Roman things. Sometimes they find nothing. Sometimes they find great finds. And I think it's just wonderful. I'm very attached to the the actors and the presenters and the archaeologists in the show and we um, looked them up and some of them have passed since so that made me sad but at the same time it's a lifetime of work in a very fun and they say they have three days and they do uh, three days worth of archaeology and then if it's something big then the British history will come or the townspeople themselves have archaeologists isn't that cool? And they will work on um, preservation. So it's all about the things we love. And it's the one thing my husband and I can watch together that we both thoroughly enjoy because I get tired of, you know, five, 10 minute video clips after a while. It's too much stimulation. And the other thing is he likes watching shows about car repair, which there's a couple I do like. Um, he wants to build his home gym after the gym's being closed. He's been thinking about that for a while, so he's watching a lot of those videos. He doesn't want to watch quilting videos or things like that, but we love Time Team. So that's what we've been doing, um, binging on Time Team. And it's okay. You know, I do hand work with it because sometimes your brain just needs a little bit of a break especially during self-isolation times and pandemics and stress and all of the things. You know, we're still recuperating from, you know, grief over losing his mother. And he's still doing the business that it, you know, it just takes a long time to do final business and the paperwork. And that's been really hard on him. We're still trying to organize you know the stuff we wanted to keep that she had that were in the family a while we're also going through the garage because that's where we put all the things that need to be disposed of or whatever and so that's been slowly getting whittled down it's going to be a process and just like in making a very complicated quilt it is not a linear event right it takes a while. You pick it up, you put it down, you go through the hard things, you put it away, you jump in, you do things. That's what doing all the hard things this month has taught me is that it's okay to give yourself permission to just take it in little tiny snippets of time, little steps, and then eventually you're binding the quill, right? <laughs> eventually. And you have to be in the mental, I have to be in the mental space to do it. If I try to force myself on um, working on a binding when I'm not in the mental space for it, it's a disaster. Same with the Dear Jane. And sometimes you reach the saturation point and you got to put it up, right? Like the masks. I just had to put them up. 
So those are the things I've learned in doing these difficult things over the last month and being kinder to myself. I've been, you know, feeling like I've been very kind and helpful and supportive and going the extra mile for work and doing all that for other people. So I'm going the extra mile for myself and just binging on time team for a while. It's all right. It's not forever. It's just a space in time a blip on the radar and the next thing you know we'll be back to doing life may not be the same as what it was before all this but we'll be back to doing life and I will be out of the house um more often than once a week to walk around the block when it's not a gale force wind and sleep balls being thrown in my face so anyway that's what I've been up to and the things that I've been learning and I'm finding that I am okay being at home. I'm pretty busy. Work is harder from home. I don't think that will be forever. But, you know, there are a lot of parts of my job that I think people are finally realizing can be done from home or remotely or wherever. Um, there's good and bad with that. Just like anything else, you know, there's pluses and minuses. I certainly love doing meetings on Zoom because we can't put video on because it uses up all the broadband. So I can, you know, color uh, in my coloring books, which I think I'm going to take my coloring books and my crayons back to the office when we get back there so I can do that at work. Meetings, I just don't do well with them sometimes. And, you know, just things will restart. Life will restart back to where it was, probably sooner than later. What's super funny is that people are getting impatient with the stay at home. This is what we call it in Michigan, stay home, stay safe. It's a shelter in place kind of thing. And you know what? We'll be back at it and, and things will be summer before you know it. Um, I, most of the festivals already that we usually go to have been canceled and I'm all right with that. I feel like this is a time to reset traditions for me, reset the summer, make it simpler and achieving the things that I want to do, which is a simpler, less complicated, more enjoyable life. So I'm keeping it simple. So lessons learned in the difficult things have helped me get through the difficult times and I am perfectly okay with binding my quilts, straight a grain, straight seams, the easy join, and they're done because done is better than perfect. So I hope you guys are having um, the last couple of weeks that you've been able to get through whatever your circumstances are without any distress and problems. I hope that you are well. Um, I really know that a lot of people in my life have been affected by being sick or um, loved ones, people in our community. Um, we've lost a few, several are in the hospital. So my thoughts and prayers go out to everybody um, who has been sick and are in the hospitals. It's, it's, it's a big deal for our small town. And I am asking that you continue to do the things that make you happy and Sometimes if it's the simple things that you need to do, that's okay. If you want to binge time team with me, I'll be binging it till I watch all of them. And then I may start over again because I love the show so much and work on some things maybe that are a little bit harder and challenging because it might take your mind off all of this. Be creative, 
find peace. And quilt on, everyone. Mm-hmm.